Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran, military spouse, and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Hey, thanks, Enrique. Here we are on the 1st of February. I'm just so excited because talk about a first. We got a lot of firsts going on with this special guest from Marietta, Georgia. We have joining us today, Raquel Raleigh Thomas. She is a publicist and owner of, guess what, an officer and a gentlewoman. So, folks, before we dive into all that, let's hear more about Raquel. So share a little bit about you. Hello. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me today. I really appreciate it. This is an honor to always be able to talk about all things veterans and all things what we're doing after our service. So thank you so much for that. Um, a little bit about the company itself. Again, like you said, it's called An Officer and Gentlewoman, LLC. And the reason why I named it that is because I am a former Army officer. I was a captain in the United States Army, an ordnance officer, believe it or not. And so I felt that when I came out of the military that I would go ahead and just kind of play on that uh, particular piece. I also uh, like the fact the, that I am a former pageant queen too as well. I was uh, Mrs. America, first runner-up 2011. So that's where that name piece came from. And in regards to the company itself, I am a publicist. And again, what we do is we have four divisions in our company. We have talent management, public relations, brand management, and production services. So we basically focus on those clients who are in the beauty, fashion, or lifestyle industry, but we do go out of it sometimes. We do have sports clients. Sometimes we do have corporate clients. So we are always prepared for any type of client that comes to us, but we mainly focus on those three, beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. Well, it's always so nice to see the journeys that veterans venture in post-service. I see that not too many people go towards the pageant, right? I don't right. think Vince and I <laughs> will, <laughs> will be going in that route anytime soon, right. but you did, and that's amazing it led you to this formulation of this uh, company now. And I love the title also in a gentlewoman. Most of us have seen the male movie. movie version of that. Right. So tell us a little bit more about your company. Sure. So, you know, just right now we have two locations. We have a location in Washington, DC, and we have a location here in Marietta, Georgia. Now we're, um, we just, our family moved here approximately a year ago very excited to be here, a little bit more um, slower pace than where we were from. I'm from Maryland. And it's just interesting because um, it, I've had the wonderful opportunity to work with an organization called Fashion Group International. I was a member of this group in the DC metro area, and then I moved my membership here. I say that to say the, the regional director, Nancy Flaherty, literally took me by the hand and introduced me to all of her, uh, of the people that she knew. She's a, a very uh, well-known woman in the Atlanta community. She is a socialite um, as well as uh, an author. And so she took me under her wing and really gave me a, an introduction to a significant amount of people in the community who are, you know, in the need of public relations and things that I actually uh, can service them. So it's always wonderful for a veteran to have someone who is on their team as soon as they leave the military or when they are starting a new business. I think that is very important in our community. I always tell people if a veteran 
can go out and, and have that selfless service of going to fight for our country, they can fight for your companies as well. So hire veterans, hire veterans for all your needs. We have the skills, we have the discipline um, to make sure that your company succeeds. And so it was just an honor to be able to be a part of FGI. And I am now their public relations chair. I was nominated on to being uh, in, in their service. And so I'm really appreciative about that. Again, it, it means a lot to me as a veteran. Um, sometimes civilians don't realize how much it means to us because some people kind of shy away from um, hiring veterans uh, because they've, they've heard these stories. Well, all these stories are not for all veterans. Um, veteran, there are many veterans who are, you know, able-minded um, individuals who have a lot of discipline, have done a lot of successful uh, missions in their military lives, and now they can come out and help you with your organization of your companies. So that's one thing I appreciated. So it's always good to have somebody as a mentor to help you. So I appreciate her. So shout out to Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> And shout out to you for the nomination, definitely. Yes, thank well you received. so much. Yes, so uh, here we are with veterans, you know, protecting our nation, serving yes. the mission of the military, and hopefully serving the mission of those companies that they join in. So as you mentioned, yes. hire veterans is very important. Hire so, veterans. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, Raquel, what entrepreneurship uh, challenges or lessons learned you love to share with our audience today? One of the things I learned in the military was to kind of lean on your battle buddy, if you will, in any mission that you were trying to accomplish. And I think sometimes um, when you are not, when you have left the military in that transition, you feel like you have to do it yourself because you don't have that battle buddy, that military battle buddy with you. So you try to do everything yourself, not recognizing that there are people out there who have that subject matter expertise that actually can help you continue to grow. And so I had to kind of get out of my own way of understanding that there are people who want to see you succeed outside of the military. Not everyone is trying to um, go against you and be your competitor. And especially those who have already been very successful in what they've done, there's no reason for them to want to go and, and you know, throw rocks at what you're trying to do. They see you as someone trying to build and so they want to help. So I think for me, I think if I could, if I could do it all over again, um, I think I would have grabbed more people to help me, um, reached out to more individuals, ask, do the ask. It's very hard for military members to ask people to help them because we're so used to having to do it ourselves. And even though we have our battle buddies in the military, we know we could talk to them in a different way than you do civilians. And so I think it would be great if there was like maybe um, some great transition from military to maybe being an entrepreneur, but some of the things that you need to do, some better toolkits that are, um, could be out there for them. I think it'd be great if there were some more, there were more toolkits um, that are toolkits with people attached that could help uh, those of us who want to be entrepreneurs, but don't realize that guess what? There are, there is help out there. So that's the bottom line to that. Just ask for help. It's okay. Collaboration is so key to it the success of not only a person, but the team. And if you don't know how to do that on the outside, it's going to cost you, right? So great tip and great suggestion there. And I hope everybody listening, write yes. that down. Now talking about collaboration, 
there's always the future to look forward to. So what's on the horizon for you and your company? So my goal is to get, I've already uh, done my, you know, my business plan for this year, which is uh, one thing I would also tell veterans to, to always do, to update your business plan each year and your, especially your marketing and communications piece and your public relations piece. And the reason is, is because things change, um, social media changes, um, things in the community change. Um, we had a pandemic for two years. I mean, that, that knocked a lot of um, business plans out the door for a lot of people because of you know, they weren't expecting that. So I think people are, are being a little bit more conscientious about having some kind of base plan just in case something like that happens again. God forbid, we hope it does not. For me on the horizon, it's I want to get 10 new clients um, in our organization. That's my goal for this year. I ultimately want to make this particular business a, a multi-million dollar business. And just continue to build awareness of veterans in the community who are able to serve you in your in your company. Um, also, I'm very big in using my platform um, with my daughters. My daughter, one of my daughters is 13 and she is a chef. And my 16-year-old owns her own cosmetic brand company, like I do as well, which we didn't talk about, but yes. So we, each of them has a platform. Mine focuses on homeless veterans. I work with Operation Renewed Hope. And then my 16 year old, she is a national youth ambassador for Stand Up For Kids. And then my younger daughter, who is the chef, she works with No Kids Hungry. So it's all about in our organization of our household to make sure that we are giving back. It is very key that we do that. So I wanna make sure that my community service piece is also um, continuing to grow in, in the area of Atlanta now. Absolutely. We had a great veteran on our show talk about leaving deep footprints. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you have done and doing. And the legacy continues with your daughters yes. doing some wonderful things. So thank you for your service after service as well in the community. You. So you talked about early about your toolkit. So let's talk a little bit about leadership. So in your toolkit, what do you do to sharpen your skills to thrive in the setting you're at and going beyond in your professional life? In my toolkit, I read a lot late in the evening time once everyone has gone to bed. Um, I read leadership um, books. I read leadership, you know, anything, especially with public relations. Um, I read, you know, a lot of blogs. I listen to some podcasts here and there. I, um, not as much, but um, I listen to podcasts or, but the material piece is really what it is. is and, and I write down things on my I have a pad, I have a little, little book here that I like to um, put my things in. Um, sometimes I put them in my phone, but for me, I'm a little old school when it comes to actually, you know, putting things in my phone because I will not find them again. But I know that if I see this book, I know that I've written some things in it. So my toolkit would include definitely reading about the industry that you're in. There is absolutely no reason for you to have to reinvent the wheel. What you're doing Someone else has already done, trust me, <laughs> they have. And it's just a matter of reading their stories, what um, some of the pros and cons that they had to deal with. Um, I also believe in having mentorship, having someone um, at your, your side who believes in your mission of your job, not necessarily the mission of theirs, but the fact that they believe in what you are, you're doing. Have an integrity too as well. Um, have an integrity in your products and your services and that means humbling yourself to a certain degree. If you don't know the answer, it's okay. But it's not okay if you don't go find the answer. 
So I always tell my daughters, a leader will come to the table with, with a problem in their hand, but they must always have at least three potential solutions in the right hand. So anytime they have a problem, I say, give me three potential solutions and they get frustrated. And they're like, oh, mom, I'm like, no, no, no. But what it does is it gets them to understand what it is that um, they're trying to figure out. And they end up, you know, learning that I actually have my own uh, way of making the, you know, make, making this be successful or whatever situation that I have, I actually can um, switch it and make it this way instead of that way. And I think with the toolkit, I think it'd be great um, in that leadership piece is to have um, just solutions to what you see are challenges out there in the, in the community based off of what you're doing day to day. So with me being in PR and brand management and talent management, I noticed that there's a significant amount of talent out there, talent being in any type of client. A lot of them will think that it's okay for them to market themselves and tell everybody about themselves. But the key here is people don't know you and people will not do business with people they don't trust. So that's where the PR piece comes in, where we tell people about what you're doing and we tell people about you. We need to know about you first. We'll, we'll discuss your company later, but let's talk about you and what your thoughts are about leadership and what your thoughts are about, um, you know, even with your program that you have today, people listen to your um, podcast because they feel they can trust who you are personally. And they also can trust you from a leadership perspective because of the people that you bring on your show. So I think in that toolkit, um, it, it's really about also learning about yourself and knowing what you need to work on. I know that when I first got out of the military, I had a tendency to um, speak in more of a military um, cadence, not because I was trying to intimidate people, but that was just the way that I knew. And I actually had a woman come to me and she said, you know, you're a beautiful and you're, you know, gave me all these great compliments. She says, but sometimes you can intimidate people because of the way you speak. And even though you may, be, you may be the best person for the job of whatever it is that you're doing, it may intimidate someone. So maybe, you know, kind of come back, you know, calm it down a little bit and just kind of speak more of a soft tone that um, can relate to people and not make it sound like you're trying to tell them when you're really just trying to talk to them. Definitely great advice and definitely a great approach. I know mentorship has been vital to both Vince and I's a mm -hmm. growth personally and i'm sure in your case as well you mentioned earlier someone took you under their wing right immediately yes. after coming out and that made an impact and mm -hmm. resulting in a lot of success for you so yes, yes folks get a mentor all right get a, get mentor. a mentor and as you're writing down raquel on your nightly training exploits don't forget to start that chapter one Right on that gateway to, to entrepreneurship. Gateway to entrepreneurship. <laughs> well, you know what's okay. interesting? I actually started writing a book about about seven or eight years ago, and I and I was and I was a woman was helping me with with the book, and we stopped writing because there was a point where she wanted to talk to me about my youth. And I said, I can't talk about that. I'm not ready. And she said, if you don't tell people where you come from and what you had to deal with, how are you going to expect them to have respect for you? How are you going to expect for them to have respect for you and all the other things that you've done in your life? You've got to 
tell people where you came from so they know where you, you being where you're at. That means someone who is listening could be going through the same situation and you don't even know it. And it took me till now, literally, like I'd say in the past couple of years, it, it finally, I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, you know what? I can talk about this and it's okay. And it won't make people feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she went through all that and, and is still able to be where she is right now. So um, I think it's important that you talk about where you came from, from the very beginning um, and, and be at peace with it. And I think for me, I'm at peace with it now. I recognize that it was a horrific and challenging childhood, um, but I'm at peace with it and I'm okay to talk about it with people because I've come a long way. Um, the things that I've done, you know, now being inducted into the Library of Congress um, and people would not realize that I actually was found in a car. So it is a tragedy turned to triumph and I will always feel blessed and, um, and just, you know, thank the man above for taking care of me and still keeping his arms around me um, despite the challenges that I had. And absolutely impactful, right? Mm -hmm. when, when you talk about your story, although we may share similarities in circumstances or even surroundings, it is still our individual story. And I'm sure that it will impact those that will read uh, yeah. that story. Talk about impacting. There are a lot of young leaders out there, your daughters being some of them. Right. That are looking for advice as an emergent leader that you may have experienced or received while you was growing up as a leader that you would like to share with them today. Let's see some things that I would say about being a leader um, at first and foremost, um, there's a book out. Um, I would I wouldn't necessarily say everyone should read it, but there's a book by Robert Greene called The 48 Laws of Power. And one of the first things it states in the, the first law of power is never outshine the master. The bottom line is when someone is taking you under their wing, don't assume that you know everything. Humble yourself and listen closely to what they have to say. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, my husband is a, a West Point grad and he is an extraordinary speaker and just a phenomenal person. I, I really wanted him to, um, to, you know, go for uh, the presidency years and years ago, and he just wouldn't do it. Um, phenomenal. And he has been taught a lot at West Point. And there was, there are little things that he would tell me that um, helped me grow um, in my business. One of them was always be prepared for the asshole in the audience. There's always someone who is not going to believe in what you do. Um, I think if I would have when I was younger and I was starting my business, I wish I would have maybe, you know, took that to heart a little better because when you get out of the military and you're ready to do your, you know, entrepreneurship, you are ready. You got your business set up. You got your business plan. You're ready to go. And you're shouting out to everyone, Hey, this is what I do. And you, and all you hear is crickets. It's because they don't know you. So networking is key. And also building trust in the community. People have to know who you are first. They're like, I, we get that you may do this, but we don't know you. Tell us about yourself. And I was like, oh, you really want to know. So when I started telling people that I was a veteran in the army, it just opened so many doors, especially here in Georgia, for whatever reason, I do not know. But um, here in Georgia, they appreciate 
the service that I've done, um, the people who I've talked to so far, so far have appreciated that. So I think um, when it comes to that being young and wanting to thrive in your in, in being an entrepreneur, um, that leadership piece is about really understanding what you don't know so you can go and get the help that you need. Because again, there's someone who is not going to believe you and believe in what you do. Just like you have people who do believe in you, you got to also think about the people who don't believe in you. So how do you win them over? Because they actually may have the contract that you need to get in order for you to, you know, to sustain what you need for your own um, organization. So sometimes, you know, people who are in, who are mentors um, or, or who have been leaders, they've gone through a lot. So they're very, you know, standoffish. Um, for the most part. Um, I happen to get lucky with this particular woman, um, Nancy, but the only reason why is because I already had a superlative lined up of things that I've already done. So you couldn't really look at me and say, okay, well, she just started this. No, she's been doing this for, you know, she's been in the media and entertainment business for 30 plus years. And it was, um, so to look at my resume, it spoke for itself. But then when she spoke to me, I was able to, you know, reiterate what I had already done. So it wasn't like I made my stuff up. Um, it was true. Don't lie about what you, what you do. If you can't do it, you, you just, you just don't, if you don't know it, it's okay. You can say, you know what? I don't really know the answer to that question. Let me get back to you. Those kind of things. So I think being humble at the very beginning is basically a, a, a one of the best things I can say about leadership listen to those people who have already done what you, you have done um, and make sure that you're talking to people who are who are actually successful in that business because there are some people who say they're successful and they're really just hustling you so make sure that you know the the speech also goes <laughs> goes well with what they actually do um, so I would say in leadership, definitely be humble, listen to the people around you who um, are beings who are successful, make sure that you are learning the different aspects of your business. You're asked, like, for instance, my, even though my, I focus on the, um, being a publicist, I know all of my business because I've been a part of it. I had, I was a photographer in the military when I first came in, I was enlisted for five years first as a photojournalist. And then I went into um, ordinance, which I did not want, but it happened that way. But, um, and then, so I have that piece in regards to when, when my clients say, here's a photo of me you can use. I'm like, no, ma'am, you cannot use that photo. It, it, it will not resonate with the, with the community like you would want it to be. You're gonna have that person in the audience who says, oh my gosh, look at this horrible photo because they just took it, you know, basically in their basement with the, with no light and, uh, and took a selfie and said, this is going to be my headshot. No, but again, that, that piece, you know, I'm taking that piece, you know, and using it in my business, being a pageant queen, knowing how to have to look the part that came from being in the military too, as well. Um, and looking dress, right dress at all times. This is how I dress every day. This is not, I just dress up for no, when I get up and I, you know, go about my business. I go out. Sometimes my kids are like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm just going to the grocery store like that. Yes. Just like this, because you never know who you're going to run into at the grocery store or out and about. So always look the part. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to go spend a lot of money, but always look tailored. Um, that includes making sure your hair looks nice uh, for, for gentlemen, making sure that, you know, your cuts look really nice and that you look professional everywhere you go, because 
you know, of course, as we all know, um, you know, that first look matters. So um, I would definitely make sure that they look the part. And I think that's it. It was a plethora of great advice and pearls of wisdom. I would say, right. folks, great stories, uh, keep, keeping it real, true to the power, what she's saying here, folks. So, and hey, it's a great plug for those who have military background. You have all the roots needed to be a great you entrepreneur. You really do. You really so, do. And, really and early on, you talked about sharing uh, your avid reader, and I'm currently reading uh, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And mm. based on the story for your book, you know, by you allowing your light to shine, you allow others to let their light shine as well. So yes. thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you. I'd like to ask you also this question here about most memorable leadership aha moments. Do you have any that you'd like to share with our audience that you had during, this, during your service or as you became an entrepreneur? Oh, I, I have several um, from a, so I use the, the acronym PPC, personal professional community. So personal life, of course, um, getting married um, to the love of my life. And we just happened to, I was taking over his platoon um, down at, uh, at Fort Benning, Georgia. And he was married at the time, years later, you know, I would say like six, seven years later, uh, we ended up meeting up again and there you have it. So, and we've been together ever since in February 14th, we will be married for 17 years. So I'm really happy about that. So that is a great, uh, great for me. My daughter, having my daughters was um, of course, uh, amazing, scary, but amazing. Um, definitely took me into shock mode. It's kind of like the first time you have to hold a grenade and they say, throw it. You're like, what? That's kind of how it felt. Um, Another aha moment was making captain. Um, it is uh, not as many African-American women who are in ordinance who are who make captain. So that was a great moment for me. I think um, as I continue to move into the professional piece, uh, being inducted into the Library of Congress was probably one of my biggest ahas because it was so humbling and it, just so, um, I think I could just only, it's just humbling to know that the work that I've done in the military and the selfless service that we as veterans give, someone out there um, was like, let's do something for these, you know, veterans and let's, you know, let's do a homage to them in the Library of Congress. So it was absolutely wonderful. Um, I think another aha moment for me um, was winning the pageant as Mrs. Maryland America. I won the state level. Um, I was so shocked because I was not a I was not a pageant queen girl. You know, some girls, they, some women, they you know get into the pageant you know pageant business like for years and years and years. And I was new to it, but I got in the pageant and I won. And then when I went to the national pageant, I was the first. African-American woman to get to the level of first runner-up in the 40-plus history of this pageant system. So for me, that was absolutely outstanding for me. Um, it, of course, I it would have been great to have won, but I think if I would have won, I might not be in the position I'm in now because soon after that, I became a judge and then I became a director for three pageants. So I was able to put crowns on other women's heads, which is what I love to do anyway, is to highlight women and highlight men, of course. So for 10 years from 
um, from 2011 to 2021, I had the opportunity to be a director. And, and again, a lot of those leadership, um, those leadership capabilities that I had learned in the military, I used them to organize the pageants in a way that were very professional. And we ended up having, um, we were the first to ever have a pageant at the Kennedy Center. So I produced and directed a pageant at the Kennedy Center. So that's where the production service piece comes in my company. So as you can see, that's why we have four divisions because each of those four divisions, I've been a part of those four divisions. So I know exactly what someone needs to do or, or what we need from our clients in order to help them succeed in those because I've succeeded in those four areas. So the production piece uh, of our company um, comes from that pageant piece. That was an aha moment. Um, what else? Aha moments. Um, I would say when my, I would say the, when my, when my youngest daughter had was, was um, she was asked to be on Fox to, um, as a guest chef. Um, to teach kids about um, coming, I mean, about uh, making gourmet meals. I think that was another aha moment too as well. And the same thing with my 16-year-old when she started her business at 14. So that was an aha moment. So the entrepreneurship in our family is just um, on a whole nother level. Um, and, and one more, I got one more. Um, this one happened when the pa pandemic hit. My husband is an attorney by trade. Um, he went to West Point. Of course, he, you know, he went into the military. Um, he never lost to Navy, just so we'll let that be out there to everyone who's in the Navy. Um, he never lost to Navy. <laughs> and um, he now owns a medical supply company that he started before the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, you had all these Fortune 500 companies and, and government agencies contacting him trying to get the the supplies that they need. And it was just an aha moment in a, in the retrospect of, oh my gosh, we are able to help the community in this, in this kind of a way. And it was a, a of course, a blessing for our family. Um, but it was also, a, you know, monetary, but um, from a, from a moral perspective, it was, it was very gratifying to know that we were able to help other people. And I always go back to that. It's great to be blessed and you appreciate all the material things, but when you're able to help someone who is in need, that is the greatest gratification that you can receive. And talk about moments of change or challenge to help you pivot, right? You're yeah. not being selected, helped you go in a different direction. A yes. pandemic helped your husband go in a different direction yes. and increase. And so I wanted to ask you, when those times of change and challenge come, what are your strategies that you use to overcome them? Again, learning that from the military, you need to come up with a solution really quick and do it. But I also think too, um, for those who have not been in the military or maybe, maybe some of your listeners who have not been in the military, I think it's important for you to recognize your how you're feeling at that moment, the challenge that has just come in front of you, recognize it, understand it might frustrate you or you, or you might be happy or you might be sad. I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was very, I was devastated that I didn't win Mrs. America because I thought that I had let my community down. 
then I had to recognize that I was upset and frustrated about it. And then I gave myself seven days. And after that, I let it go. And I started to move on. So I think it's very important for you to recognize, especially with the fact that we're dealing with mental um, health and wellness now and, and mental wellness, um, especially for, um, for those out there who have their own businesses, when things are, when things have to change, recognize the change and say, you know what, this is really frustrating me, um, or I'm upset about this, or I'm happy about this, or, well, for, let's talk about the negative piece, um, but you're, there's a negative piece that always comes about change. It always is. For the most part, most people are not happy about change. It's just not um, because you've got to, it's making you uncomfortable. You recognize it, understand it, it's there. Give yourself some time to get to deal with it. And then you keep moving on. Um, an example for me, um, unfortunately, uh, in March of 2013, my mother committed suicide. Um, and it took me, um, it took me, of course, by surprise, I had to, I had to deal with that in a, in a way that I had to deal with it. It couldn't be people telling me what I needed to do. Oh, you'll get over it or it'll, you know, it'll pass. Or I've had family members who've done the same thing. And you have to, you have to be at one with yourself and understand that you are upset about something or something is challenging you and you have to figure out a way to make you happy. So what your triggers are, you need to understand what your triggers are. And once you understand those triggers, you know how to overcome those triggers and get around those triggers or understand what you need to do to get those triggers out of the way. So for me, it was um, a scenario that was very challenging for me but I knew in the back of my head, I said, this is another reason why I want to continue to build women up because there might've been a time in my mother's life where someone was not doing that for her. Um, and unfortunately it was not the case for me either as well. Um, when I was younger, um, she had me at a young age and it was just very traumatizing. I'm sure for her, I can only imagine. And it was, I could have took two roads. I could have taken just a road of devastation, or I could have taken a positive road and I chose the positive. And I said, I'm going to take the things that I've learned and the hardships that I've had. I'm going to make sure that the next generation doesn't have to go through what I went through. So I try to be there for my daughters. I'm not saying I'm perfect. God knows there's been things that, you know, I've done wrong that I thought I was doing right. Um, but I'm okay with understanding that, hey, I messed up. I'll figure it out. I'll understand what I, um, I did wrong and keep moving. So the goal in all I'm saying and all the things that I've said, if you have heard nothing else is to keep moving forward. The past is in the past. Think about it. Your rear view mirror is small, but the, you know, but the front window is large. So think about it. You're moving forward. It's bigger. Um, and despite the challenges that you're going through, someone else has probably went through it or some something similar to it. And they kept moving forward. Don't give up on yourself. Believe in yourself at all times. You are your best winner. Oh, wow. You know, I cannot wait for your book, Raquel. And <laughs> it just says a lot about the person, the character. You only just not talked about strategies of change. You talked about strategies of hardship, heartfelt yes. strategies. So thank you for sharing those with our audience. You are a trailblazer. I would say that mm -hmm. right up front. 
an ambassador of change. Um, and folks are listening in that want to get a hold of you or know more or get in touch with an officer and a gentlewoman LLC. How do they go about doing so? Sure, they can go to our website. There's several ways. You can go to our website, which is AOAGW LLC. Again, AOAGW LLC. And um, we have our, we have, again, those four divisions on there are brand management, talent management, production services, and public relations. And you can go in there and, and fill out which form, depending on what you need, what your services are. Um, you also can follow us on Instagram at AOAGWLLC. You can follow us on Facebook at the same. You can fo follow us on LinkedIn at AOAGWLLC. See how I'm branding that? Um, and then if you want to, of course, follow me, I'm Raquel Riley Thomas. I made it very easy. So you can follow me on Instagram at Raquel Riley Thomas. Um, and that's pretty much it. Outstanding. Well, we're folks, we're going to have that as part of the show notes and the video so you can get a hold of Raquel and her company. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the Leadership Void podcast, the Leadership Void at gmail.com is where you'll send that correspondence. Vince and I will curate the information. If you'd like to see a particular topic covered on leadership or a guest, we would like to hear from you. Yeah, but today is all about Raquel Raleigh Thomas and our sponsors. We have VEI, Favop, and Triple Nickel. Great sponsors, but today is all about this trailblazer, Raquel Raleigh Thomas. Thank yeah. you for being on the show. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. <laughs>